This podcast is brought to you by Florence Filter, the leading company in air filters. They care about your air and have been since 1971. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast today is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. Your copyright lawyer on Instagram? What? Yes, today we have a lawyer who is connected with his clients and understand the minds of artists, entertainers, and creative businesses. I'm hosting Matthew Swanlin of Aesthetic Legal on the show. Matt is an intellectual property attorney. He has been a maven in the field for over 10 years. He's been a proud member of the California Lawyers for the Arts, former arts commissioner for the city of Santa Monica, and teaches art law at UCI Law School. Matt will be sharing his wisdom on how we can protect both our inventions and our content and when to do it. Also, stay tuned for the nudity writer. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you for having me, Brandon. As we talk about fulfilling, I'm thinking about a client situation where, you know, they have a young business. uh, They're trying to be fulfilled by their business as much as they can. There might be a business owner. They have an idea. They're trying to earn as much money as possible right now. They don't even know if their product will be a success or not. We're all busy every day. Um, And the topic of copyrights and trademarks really isn't probably the first thing on our mind. Uh, When do we absolutely need one and why? It's interesting because I come across this a lot in my practice with actual clients and potential clients who contact me. And the reality is that With regard to intellectual property law, specifically copyright and trademark, there are mistakes that you can make early on that can be detrimental to your business, that can be catastrophic. Um, And so the earlier you address them, the better, because sometimes if you miss a deadline, you miss a filing, you miss a critical protection element, it can be lost. The intellectual property can be lost. What's the difference between a copyright and a trademark? You mentioned both. So for our listeners, it may not be exactly sure which one is which. How do you describe the difference between the two? Yeah. So uh, copyright is uh, pr- is the protection of a, the expression of an idea. And that can come in many forms. It can be uh, two-dimensional artwork, a photograph, uh, an art, uh, a, p- uh, a painting. Uh, it could be three-dimensional, a sculpture. It can be a motion picture, a book. Um, it can be computer code. And a lot of people don't realize that when you're drafting code, um, that code is a written language, and it can be protected as a textual element under copyright. Trademark, however, protects brand names, essentially. So a brand name or a product name. Um, slogans can be protected by trademark. Uh, so there is a little bit of an overlap. If you look at, for example, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has uh, a, uh, a trademark in its logo, but it also has a trademark protection in the shape of the bottle. And they have uh, copyright in the word Coca-Cola. They have patent, obviously, in in some of the elements of their recipe. But there's a lot of overlap with regard to companies and products that go through copyright, trademark, and patent. Can you share with us a uh, fun story or maybe a client success story that you've worked with in the past and kind of walk us through the process, like what kind of product was it in a sense or what was trademarked and how that uh, story started? 
Well, let me give you a cautionary tale because I think it, it ends well, but it starts off bad. So I had a client who called me and they were opening a, a coffee house in Los Angeles here. And they said, you know, can you help us with this contract? We have some, they had some issues, corporate issues. And so I, I was helping resolve the corporate issues for them. And I was looking at some of their uh, product and what they were trying to do. And I said, you really should have a trademark. Uh, have you filed for a trademark in your brand name, your store name, your products? Because there was a pretty extensive offering. And they said, oh, we don't have money right now. We don't, all of our money is spent on uh, the building and all of the merchandise and all the advertising and marketing and product packaging. But uh, we'll deal with that later. And so I said, okay. Uh, three months after they opened, they got a cease and desist letter in the mail from a lawyer in New York who said, we have, uh, I represent a company in New York that's operating a coffee house in New York with the same name and we have a federally registered trademark. Oh man, so there's actually two names going on at the exact same time. It's not unusual. So people are Googling something and one can show up and so could the other. Yep. They're benefiting off of one another or also losing off of one another. Yep. Another fun question for you might be about the nudity writer and what that actually is. So the nudity writer is is an interesting element of the law um, with regard to entertainment law. It was actually part of the SAG, which is the Screen Actors Guild, um, basic agreement, which is their collective bargaining agreement, which is between the actors, the union members, and the signatories, which are the production companies, the studios, the networks. And so part of that uh, basic agreement provides that anytime there's nudity in a role or sexually suggestive content, uh, it has to be disclosed in advance to the to the talent, which makes sense. Um, it's not always done, um, and it sets forth certain rules that have to be uh, honored and, and complied with 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 regard to the to the nudity writer. It, it makes sense, but why is that unique? Well, I don't know if it's unique, but it, what it does is it, it – well, it's unique because it provides protection to the artists. Because, listen, we know the news as what, – what is happening right now with regard to Harvey Weinstein and, and uh, uh, I can't remember the other director's name. But anyways, in, in this entertainment industry, there's a lot of people taking advantage of a lot of less powerful people. Usually that's at the, at the expense of the actors, the actresses specifically. And so what the nudity writer does is it provides some protection so that they don't show up to an audition and a casting director or a studio executive doesn't say, take off your clothes. Well, there's protections that, that don't allow that. Does it happen? It still happens. And do actresses still do it? Yes, they do. Because they're fearful, because they don't want to lose the job. But this mechanism was it was an attempt to protect them. Well, it wouldn't be a great podcast, Matt, unless I could give my listeners a place to learn more. So if someone's interested in a trademark or a copyright, is there a, um, a specific website that they can go to? Or how would someone learn more? I'll ask you about who you specifically work with, but if somebody just in general wants to find out some basic information, where's the best place for them to look? You know, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, California Lawyers for the Arts provides a lot of really good resources, especially for artists and creatives. Um, on my website, I actually write a lot of articles. Um, and so I try to provide articles that are relevant to creators in all aspects. So I will cover as many topics as I can. And so I would 
direct them to there. I, I did pull up the uh, website to find out about the nudity writer. Matt, what is the website? Aestheticlegal.com. Can you spell that out for us? A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-L-E-G-A-L. And who's an ideal client for you? An ideal client is a creator. Um, I like getting in on the ground floor with new companies, new businesses that are creating something and because I can help them grow. And what I'm looking for is more long-term relationships with my clients. I want to build, I don't want to do one-off deals for people. I do those, but I would rather, and I find more fulfillment in building long-term relationships. Awesome. Well, thank you, Matthew, for your time today. I enjoyed it and I can't wait to file my next trademark. This is Brandon Matloff, and this has been a Stella Oak Mavens production. We empower you, the listener, to take control of your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, please stay tuned for the long version to release this Friday. You can follow our Instagram at Stella Oak Mavens for updates and more information about the podcast.